Well, welcome to another podcast here. I'm Steve. I'm Dustin. I'm Rich. I'm Eddie. And you have stepped into the first ever podcast with four individuals at the table. So we are glad that you're here and you're listening in. And uh, we're really excited that you've clicked that button and decided, you know what? I'm going to listen to these Hanyaks today talk and have a good time. So I'm really glad to have Dustin and uh, Rich. Now, we wanted to make sure that Dustin and Rich came in and were a part of of this. We wanted to... Now, I've had Dustin and, and Rich on here before, but not with Eddie. So I wanted to make sure that we had these guys on here and they've given us their their lunch time here on this Wednesday and this bright beautiful sunny Wednesday in February and uh, we're gonna get at it so doing all right doc I'm good Thanks. good fantastic Thanks. rich doing all right great fantastic great. just doing little level checks with the mics I think we're doing pretty well Eddie yeah I'm fine good good deal well the audio checks checks out nice and good but uh, I love the fact that you guys are here um, you know, we had did we did mention before we got going on the podcast that uh, I think it was you, Dustin, that that mentioned we might have should have allowed our our wives to come and be a part of this podcast. Had eight uh, total for today, and uh, because of you know the message uh, title was Bible kisses this last week, and so you know it was just off of Valentine's Day. So before we get into the thick of things, I need to ask. Did you guys do okay for Valentine's Day with your with your wives? Did you? Did you get flowers? I did. I did flowers. Flowers? Some, some candy. Nothing extravagant. Just Fantastic. Candy. Candy. Yeah. Candy, yep. yeah. Right before I went home, she texted and said, don't get me anything for Valentine's Day. Just haven't used enough. Oh. That, that was a moment of silence. <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. So I, I should... I took home chocolate and the card anyhow because I already had a plot. She didn't think yeah. I did. But. That was before you stood in front of the congregation and said you wanted to duct tape her to a chair, though. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have just had a, a monumental thought. Oh, did you know? You know, like Mount Rushmore? Mm-hmm. I think up on, we put a big plaster cast of our four faces <laughs> on the roof of the Sherman House. The faces oh, of the down hospital? The face of Old Ohio Valley Gas, uh, the face of Crossroads, and just a face. Honest, honestly, <laughs> just I, I was thinking last week when we got the invite, we are doing Dustin a disservice. Yeah. He is the face, and he's all they can hear is his voice. Well, I understand well, that. Well, that's so. true. Yeah. That's, this is true. This is his true. face is pretty much in a lot of places. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. Well, he's okay, used though. to TV. Yeah. He's used oh. to, you know, so. Yeah. No, sorry. We're we're no. kind of leaving him a little short. <laughs> There's no such thing as bad press. <laughs> TV, radio, whatever it is. I, I had a guy tell me once when we were playing ball and I about got hit in the face and I'm like, whoa, in, in a joking manner. I said, hey, you can't hurt the moneymaker here. <laughs> and he looks at me and I don't even know the guy. He says, you work in radio? <laughs> so, did, yeah. yeah it was, I, that was quick. Yeah, yeah it was quick. That was quick. So, but Doc here, he gets TV time. So. And it's always amazed me, I don't know, back in, when I was a kid, of course, you heard radio all the time, and when you heard a voice, you tried to put a face if you've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. That, that was always interesting. Especially for Wolfman Jack. When I, I was in the Marine Corps, that's the first, I was in California 
69. That's the first time I've heard of Wolfman Jack. I would have sworn he was an African-American. But oh, no kidding. Voice, that's kidding. the truth. Yeah, me too. But when I saw him, I couldn't believe it, you know. He's a yeah. Caucasian. So. Yeah, I didn't know you were going to say Wolfman Jack. That was the first one that came to my mind, though. Yeah, me when too. When you said that. Well, it's the same thing. Of course, only old people remember Larry Lujak from WLS. Yeah, WLS. Yeah. What he looked like. I tried yeah. to. He didn't look anything like I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it... My my cousin Rob um, is a is a radio host. He's he's got morning shows and and uh, does a lot. Of, he's been doing it all his life and and uh, I listen to him and I'm try, You know I know what he looks like, but uh, I try to just listen in close to his voice and and imagine you know kind of what he's looking like now and stuff. But uh, oh, it's it is great. It's fun to uh, try to imagine WBGL. I I do the same thing, wondering about that as well. But Valentine's Day kind of inspired us. I kind of took a break off of First Corinthians. We're going back into that next Sunday. But I, you know, I thought about that because the way everything that God has made that's good, man has had a way to pervert it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think today it's with with touching and kissing and things like that. It's it's off the chart. Went the other way actually. Um, yeah. Hey, before we get started, can we have a word of prayer? Sure. That'd be awesome. Would I'll do it. Lord, we thank you for this day, and we thank you so much for all that you're doing in our lives. I just pray over this podcast right now that, Holy Spirit, you'd have your way. Um, We want that the words that come from our mouths will be acceptable and pleasing to you so that they can go out to the ears that hear it and that they will be able to be relevant and used for your kingdom building. That's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, I started out with a whole Valentine's saying, asking people about what they did for their sweetie pie, so... Then I found seven kisses in Scripture. The first one was a forgiving kiss of God's attribute, Psalm 85, 10. And I think sometimes it's hard for us to put justice and mercy. I talked about righteousness and peace, but it's that, it's that whole thing of, of God is just, but He's merciful as well. And how's that go together? Um, and the Scripture says they kissed each other, so they, they go together that way. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ, John 1, 7. 17 and in Romans 5 1 says therefore since we have been justified through faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ he's brought all that together um, I say this a lot because I, I picture it in my mind when I go to to God it, it's like he gets me up on his lap kisses me on the head and I, I just hold like that whole that whole mindset and I think that's you know I think that's what he does to us so yeah, uh, in fact, um, why don't we go ahead and can you go ahead and mention all seven right now, sure. and then we can kind of go back. The second uh, was the faithful kiss of salvation, um, no, and the the scripture was Luke seven when um, the prostitute came in and poured that jar of perfume on his feet. And mm-hmm. Of course, the Pharisees and everybody liked that clip; they were just in horror and shock that that she would do that. Third one was the family kiss of the brethren, greet one another with a holy kiss. Um, that that could give you a black eye, get you a black eye <laughs> sometimes, but that's what, but, but I think the whole concept with that, the more we do life together, the closer we are, but I don't think we can grasp, the early Christians lived, almost lived together. Mm-hmm. They were together every day, every night. So it was that kind of, and they had, they had that much affection for each other, and, and that's, you know, that's how they showed it. Four was the farewell kiss of separation. And as when Paul was saying goodbye to the Ephesian elders, and you know we've all went places and whatever, and he had to say goodbye for a while. It's tough business. Five was the foolish kiss of idolatry. 
and it, that was in Hosea when people had idols in their house and had wore necklaces and kissed them and bowed down before them. Six was the friendly kiss of hypocrisy, and that's when Judas kissed Christ in the garden. And then the last one was the forgiving kiss of compassion. Of course, that was a prodigal coming home. Mm -hmm. I love that story. I just yeah. can't. We can't wrap our minds around it. You know, when I asked that question, would your dad have been that forgiving? <laughs> mm. Maybe, but I'd have got a butt chewing before he happened. <laughs> Wouldn't most of us? Uh, really? Yes. I mean, in that situation, mm. my dad loved me, and he would. But I think he'd have had some stern words before he got into the compassion part. I don't think compassion would have came first. So yeah. So to kind of uh, <clears throat> bring those into a little bit more. So we got mercy and truth, righteousness and peace. Uh, talking about that, and he's kind of mentioned that as uh, at first, and then the, uh, the the faithful kiss of salvation. So, as we as we think about those first two, and and are kind of combining that thought, guys, how in your lives is that grace and mercy and that that gift of salvation through Jesus Christ? Just in in some brief words, just. Um, mention how impactful that's been for you as you've matured even and as you've thought back that initial but now as you've matured in, in Christ and, and where you are today well the one really kind of hits home uh, especially the video clip that was shown uh, of the woman washing his feet mm -hmm. and you know, um, being saved in an early age and then taking a pretty hard left turn at a point in time in my life and then, you know, trying to, you know, come back. And and <clears throat> I was kind of raised in a church where, you know, you, you separated yourself a little bit from people that were, in that you know like that and you know God surrounded or Jesus surrounded himself with those people so and prostitutes tax collectors the, yeah you know just the kind of the and, bottom of the barrel stuff right and 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 that's where you know kind of what I see you know um, that's where I was and you know how would I liked it if people separated themselves from me Mm -hmm. And you know, said, well, you know, hey, he's he's off the path. Just let him go. And that wasn't the case. You know, people prayed for me, and mm -hmm. uh, people lifted me up, and absolutely all through life. You know, yeah. But but I see that now as you know, being a mature Christian and being around that, you know, they're the people that that need us, need our love, need well, they need Jesus. They need try. In their heart, but they need us to surround them and lift them up. Mm -hmm. And that's where kind of I see it in the maturing process that that's where we need to be. That's where that's that's the shoes that we need to fill right. as we go out. Yeah, reflection, mm -hmm. reflection of Jesus. What about you, Dustin? I think it's also it's kind of a double-edged sword for me thinking about grace and, and mercy there's nothing we can do to earn it 
So there's nothing we can do to make God love us any less or any more, um, which is a beautiful thing. I mean, obviously, that's uh, exactly what Rich is alluding to. It doesn't matter where you're at, what your circumstances are. You know, God loves us all. And But I think that's hard for us in our uh, worldly minds mm-hmm. to grasp that. I always, anytime Eddie preaches about that or, or mentions it, I immediately, I think a, a mother's love is probably the closest thing we'll get to, uh, you know, this side of heaven. So, you know, uh, praise God, most of us have mamas who love us no matter what we do, um, which is an amazing thing. And, and But still, I mean, we all have limits and we all, you know, we all uh, love people within certain conditions and and just that, that whole idea of unconditional love and grace and we, it's. I think it's hard to fathom when you really think about it. You know, on a deep level, like yeah. it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good analogy of a mother's love. I've never seen guys that had dad tattooed on their arm. <laughs> <laughs> it's always mom, big heart. You know, yeah, always. Yeah. Well, and and then for the father to have then unconditionally uh, given his love in the way that he's given Jesus, his son, to us, mm-hmm. that. Um, that is an amazing thing as Jesus then accepted that role to come in our place. Yeah. Um, it is an amazing, amazing gift to us. It is nothing that we can fathom to do to bring ourselves to be worthy of that, and yet he's taken our place. What an awesome thing. And going back a little bit, look who Hannah Hood took on the cruise. <laughs> Hannah is Rich's uh, daughter, and yeah. and it was neat because uh, at a company, uh, this is a pretty pretty neat That's thing. A big deal. Oh, yeah. Company Christmas party was it? Picnic, company picnic, Com- company picnic. Hannah uh, won a, a cruise and and took Roberta on that cruise and. And uh, that is some f- fantastic stuff. So they just Dad, got back last week. Dad stayed home, took care of the dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Luke. And Luke. <laughs> and Luke. And the dog cook, took care of Luke, is what you're saying. So uh, as we go move forward and, and we look at these other ones, the, the family kiss of the brethren. Now, we're not going to go around uh, uh, and, and do that here today, but isn't that cool how the brethren in the kingdom of God will tell each other that they love them and 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 know and, and give that hug that bro hug <laughs> uh, give that uh, but but do that in such a way where it encourages one another it doesn't have to be here in church but it's even in public it's in public now people look you know they're you know what's up with him guys you know, yeah but, but when they see that they see that connectiveness <laughs> and isn't that a great thing uh, to be able to share that as brothers in Christ that's you know, I think in, in some of our upbringings, of a lot of cases, the dad never told the son that he loved him out loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and then some moms would say, well, you, you just know he does. But mm. boy, every once in a while, he'd like to hear it. You yeah. Know? yeah, when it comes to the, the father, the, the father, son, or the or the man to man. Yeah, that's that's huge. That's huge. Big boys don't cry. and It was all that kind of ego stuff to me, in a sense, especially my, my father's age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they... What are you crying about? Get up and shake yourself off. You know, no damage. Rub some dirt on it. You got half your arm hanging off. It's, it's, it's a mere flesh wound. It's a mere flesh wound. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that's changed some over the years, though. I think it's mellowed. I think a so, little, too. A little more. And you know how 
uh, my father-in-law was. Yeah. And uh, he mellowed. Yeah, he did. Of course, he, could, yeah, he didn't know what to do with me. Well, when I came in on the scene. we kissed him on the cheek. <laughs> no, both of us, we got him both. Oh, man, I, you should have seen a look on his face. <laughs> you weren't used to that. I, was, I came from a very uh, hugging family and uh, loving family. I came in, I was dating Stacy, was engaged at the time, and came in and, and uh, was introduced to Grandpa Bolin and uh, went right up to him. And, and, of course, I hugged Grandma and then hugged Grandpa. And, and he, didn't know what to it, he he just kind of like stiffened kinda, up, kind of stiffened up a little bit. Kinda like, well, nice to meet you. <laughs> it was great though, but uh, he 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 was um, he was grateful. I was grateful to know him. It was it was neat to be able to continue. Uh, was that when we kissed him on the cheek? Was that when he was? In his hospital bed, or was no? I think he was sitting on that stool that's in the what, kitchen where he was. That's set. right. That's right. That's right. We were getting ready to leave. That's right. Yep. Yeah, we did him up a good one that time. That's right. I remember that. But before, before he passed, a year or two before he passed, he was in Springfield in the hospital for heart surgery, and we went, and he got all them kids in the room, told him he loved him. He never said it before. Mm. He never told his. That's old, huge. It was huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's huge. Pretty amazing thing. Well, and then, uh, then as we're talking a little bit about this, because it goes into number four, the farewell kiss of separation, uh, Acts twenty thirty six through thirty eight says, when when he had said this, he knelt down with them and prayed. They all wept as they embraced him and kissed him. Talking of Jesus, what grieved them most was his statement that they would never see his face again. Then they accompanied him to the ship. Yeah, that was Paul. Oh, that was Paul. Yeah, that was I'm Paul. sorry. Remember, he's Acts, told me he's never see him again. Yeah, I was reading so, way ahead. I was yeah. thinking way ahead on this other part of the number six. I don't know what it was, but but yeah, you're right. Acts, uh, Paul, thank you. But you <laughs> Pastor know, set me straight. I mentioned people going off to war. Uh, you might never see him again. All right. I mean, that's the point. Of course, we're all just a heartbeat away from heaven anyhow. We could be killed anywhere we're at, you know, and I... I, I appreciate Keela for the fact that uh, she allows you to go, not that you have to ask permission, but to Haiti. Because things can go south in third world countries in an hour. You can go mm. in there and it's, everything's smooth, but within an hour there could be civil war or something. It's that, it's that volatile, you know. So, And, uh, and when we last had you uh, here, and we talked a little bit about Haiti, we talked a little bit about those excursions and, and some of the, the details um, based around that but you're right that that's rough but we also go in faith understanding that and and as we've prayed over you guys but you know it, it's that separation we were talking a little bit about grandpa bowl in there and about our other loved ones as as we know that that uh is their their life is ebbing away uh that separation that's that's a tough one we well, when you send your kids off to college yeah that's a, that whole empty nest sense. Shoot, that's man. A tough gig. Let right? alone kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know. You've, you've brought them up and you've trained them, but they're going out into a world that you're not going to be there to make decisions for them. They're going to do it on their own, and they yeah. live with the consequences. Yeah. That's that's kind of a, a spooky thing for parents sometimes. You so, hope they make the but my own experience, I never made the right decisions, you know, but you hope your children do. But, yeah. Uh, it's the longest drive in the world. Taking hand to Evansville. Oh, I'm sure it was. Awful. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's absolutely tough awful. Yeah. We uh, we took Sister Olivet. You know, it's the same kind of thing. And uh, yikes, it's uh, 
I did pretty good. I did better with her than with Josh. But when Josh left, that was a whole different. Because last one, you know. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah. He knew that. He knew that she was going to be with me, so I'm sure that was just <laughs> yeah, fine. That, that gave me a lot of peace. So. <laughs> we shouldn't lie in here. Right <laughs> <laughs> I have a finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my! Well, and then we move on to the foolish kiss of idolatry, and and we think about the idols in our lives, and we think about the next one. Then two, number six, is a friendly kiss of hypocrisy. Well, as you brought both of those up, they're interrelated because of the selfishness that we have in in our lives and so sometimes you know as we talk about that guys as we think about it um mention that we're gonna we do these podcasts for relevancy we do that for um relevant in life midweek we've dealt with things we've heard the message now we're being reminded some of those things foolish kiss of idolatry uh, the friendly kiss of hypocrisy, of course, a friendly kiss of hypocrisy, that that being, uh, you think it might, it is friendly, it's the opposite. Betrayal. Betrayal. And so, um, talk a little bit about that. Um, Rich, um, mention some of the things that maybe might, might be idolatry or the idols in our life that that might get out there and just grab us and, and we find ourselves nestled up to it. Well, the obvious is anything we put in front of our worship with God and our walk with God, but uh, simple things, TV, um, sporting events, um, any, you know, it, and some of them are subtle that, you know, that you don't realize that it's, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to read my Bible, and all of a sudden, there's the newspaper, there's other, you know, just, things that pull you away just pull you away and then by the time you know it it's oh well eh, I don't have time so to clarify so, that a little bit you're, you're not necessarily saying in fact I know you're not saying that TV is is no, of the devil and no, sporting events it, are it, of the devil it, and, it's when you you put it above right and you know we, we don't we're not supposed to put anything above to where it becomes such yeah. an importance that you have to have that more than you're feeling like you need the and, and, and nowadays, you know, it's uh, iPads, uh, internet, phones, yeah. internet. Yeah. It's and, and that's simple. I mean, you can sit there and waste all kinds of time. I've done it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. looking at just whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the time can fly by, but just um, yeah, there are there just are simple things. Modern examples of idolatry for sure, mm-hmm. and and we've got to be. Um, we've got to allow the Holy Spirit to to help us discern that. On our own, we'll be blinded. We will bump into things that we continue to not see correctly. And 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 with that, like you said, they the things themselves aren't necessarily bad, right? But and we what we're looking at, you know. I've got a friend that looks up guns constantly. He's always showing me, "Hey, did you see this gun? Did you see that gun?" <laughs> you know, it. They're not necessarily evil things. Right. You're just spending time that you could be spending with God, mm-hmm. or should be. You know, not to say that you can't do that in moderation. Right. But, it, it, but it's those other things that you're putting in front of it that's mm-hmm. taking your time away from Him yeah. and and putting it above Him. Yeah. 
Dustin, you got anything about said about that? Need to say about that? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> in that same vein, I think about social media, and that that's probably a lot to do with the season of life that I'm in right now. And unfortunately, my seventh graders and the only seventh grader in the world who doesn't have a social media account. <laughs> <laughs> to hear her say it, that's what you'd hear anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's something, though, I mean, spiritually, I do. I think it pulls us away from from our, you know, worship and, and time with God, study in the Word. Um, but also on the from the medical side of it, I mean, we're becoming very aware of significant increases in the risk of depression and suicidal attempts and in, in teenagers and, and, you know, middle school age kids. Their, their brains are just not ready you know for that world i mean it's a whole other world out there and you know i i heard a kind of an expert giving a lecture on this topic and he said you know back in my day if something was going on at school and you were fighting with your friends you came home and it was a safe haven and now they're tweeting they're snapping they're they, you know there's no escaping you know you're home in bed and you're this stuff still you know these kids and their phones and their um so i think that has really significant psychological ramifications for our youth and that's something i'm really and i we're in the minority i mean yeah. that's the that's the reality of it is and most it's escalated bullying it has they can bully you at home now yeah that's exactly what it's doing so, yeah so that's a sad deal so the as we deal with the inner voices we deal also with the outer voices we we deal with um uh the the fact of how we're taking our time and, and wrapping our time around those things like social media and, and things that would pull us away. Um, also the hypocrisy in, in that, that they could be, um, super nice in front of you, but right out on the opposite side of it, just five minutes later, tweeting something that you just said out of total context and allowing that to be, uh, hypocritical, towards their their friendship towards you or or whatever the case and and that does not just happen within the parameters of the school i hate to say it but it is no, of right. adults as well and it, sure. we see it and and it can be very very slight at times but one of the biggest and very uh, uh, entrapments that satan will use is that of gossip that of friendly conversation like this friendly kiss of hypocrisy where that turns its corner and it, all of a sudden it becomes gossip that is interlaced with um, things that shouldn't go the way they need to in the community so we've got to be super careful about it, these types of kisses yeah because sure. it, it, to me it's, it's what I've said I don't know if there's such a thing as slander anymore because people can say anything about it and, and children are such an impressionable age that as you get older, you you get a little thicker skin, and you can bounce stuff off. But kids absorb that. Mm -hmm. If everybody in the kids, everybody in one class points to the child and says terrible things about them, it just crushes them. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah, yeah, it's a problem. And we need I to be agree. praying, praying for our, uh, especially our middle school and high school kids. But, but even you know, as you think about them and pray for our children, our youth in the community that. Um, pray for those young ones that are as they're coming up. And if you're parents listening to this podcast, pray over your children. Pray with them daily. Um, as they're sleeping, uh, fathers, take the initiative that you have as the head of the household and pray over your children. Ask God's blessing upon them. Help me you know, ask and pray, and pray for protection. 
uh, not as just as they sleep, but as they go into the world. Um, and, uh, and then be intentional, you know, be intentional about that. And it's such a great way to bring our family before, uh, before father, the Father. And then we kind of, we, you wrapped it up with um, number seven, and, and that's the forgiving kiss of compassion. And you were talking about the um, prodigal. prodigal son and, and how uh, that we find ourselves during that story. We, we can either put ourselves as, as us four men are here. You had mentioned how, how, how would we as dads or those that are fathers, how would we do that with our own children or how would you perceive that your dad doing that to you, that compassion? Uh, what does that look like? Um, an unconditional embrace. Um, but and this is what it says here in Luke fifteen twenty. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. He didn't just nonchalantly, like, oh, just dealing with some <laughs> anger before I get to this kid. Didn't even think about it. Jumped off the porch, ran right to him, wrapped his arms around him, and kissed him. That is an awesome picture of our Father in Heaven. How compassionately He loves us. Man, if we can continue to keep, just embrace that thought and to see that, boy, I think every day we'd be better off, wouldn't we? We'd, we'd take a lot of those inner voices and they'd get shoved to the side because we realize how, how our Father just compassionately looks at us. That's good stuff. The only time I saw my dad cry was when my mom, at my mom's funeral. And from there till I was 18 years old, I never saw it. But my sister said, when, when you went to the Marine Corps, when you got there, you had civilian clothes on. Well, like the, the first day, you put them in a box, every piece of clothing you had and sent it home. But my sister said when my dad got that box at the post office, he just wept. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so. That's, that's uh, and, and, and as the story goes, uh, just so that you listeners know, um, Eddie was uh, in California. Yep, San Diego. And uh, you went through the boot camp. You went through that process. Um, and then your dad got sick or injured? He got injured, hurt his back. Yep, yeah. got injured. And it was right before you were to be shipped off well, to... I missed Vietnam by three hours. Three so, hours. Yeah. And the way that, that this all happened was Eddie was sent back to Illinois mm-hmm. to take care of the family farm because yep. his dad well, could not. His business. And business. He ran a all business. Yeah. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, he, Standard like oil. On that's the, right. Uh, hardship discharge, actually. So. Yeah. So that's that's uh it's huge and um, and it reminds us of just how we can have compassion not only for one another but that reflection of Jesus again happens within our family as we extend it. You guys, I'm I'm sure that this touches base with you and as you both have children um as you think about the prodigal son as you think about those things and similar type stories how is that that now you've become fathers in your life you you know you were a son prior to this and now stepping into being the dad how does that affect you guys dustin how is that how is your well i you know we 
man, parenthood is a humbling experience. <laughs> I mean, of all the things, I mean, to me, I definitely think it's probably the most challenging thing I've ever undertaken. Um, and, you know, we mess it up. And, you know, just hearing that story, just make, so much of what I think motivates us as parents is we want our children to be great reflections of us, right? And, man, I mean, there are times I'm like, we expect, I forget how old that, you know, I mean, you forget that, man, my son's nine years old. He thinks like a nine-year-old. My daughter's 13 years old. I mean, she has a 13-year-old brain, you know, and it's really tough with her because she speaks like she's 25. You know? <laughs> um, and, and so some of her thoughts and some of her, but at the end of the day, she's, you know, her emotional. And that's something that I really encourage parents. Anytime we have these discussions, I'm like, you have to keep in mind their emotional maturity level. I mean, they're not going to think like you do. I mean, they're just not, they're just not there yet. It's a process. It's the way they process things, the way they react to things. Um, and, and, and a lot of times we, so I trying to give them, give them that grace to say, you know what? Yeah, this is, you know, it's not that you don't help them through it and you don't give them some guidance and you don't try to correct behaviors, but at the same time, recognizing that emotional maturity, I think Mm -hmm. makes you a little more compassionate and a little, forgiving most of them what he said earlier on about the unconditional love that god gives us and it you know i have trouble wrapping my mind around that you know i love my kids more than anything but the the story of the prodigal son and seeing him come back Mm -hmm. home I'm not so sure that I'm going to be in the same boat as he was, you know, there's probably going to be a butt chewing or something. And, and the same would have been for me with my dad. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I, I look at that and, you know, his love for us is just, just incredible and unbelievable. But like he said, Dustin said, raising kids is, that's, that's a job that I don't know that you're ever prepared for as much as you'd like to think you were and try to. And, you know, um, we had a very open household as far as conversations and, and you know, so that they felt comfortable saying anything to us and whenever. And But, you know, that was the one thing I think, you know, if we succeeded in one thing, it was that we loved our children. Mm-hmm. And, and they knew, they, they, they seen it. God's loving us for them, yeah. uh, because Lord knows, I, I won't speak for my wife, but I'll say for myself, I screwed up more than enough times and <laughs> doing things, you know, and look back and, you know, I, I thank God every day <clears throat> that they turned out like they did. But I, you know, that's that's all that's all on Him, not yeah. not us, uh, because I He uh, He's definitely blessed us. Amen. So that with that. You know, it, it is. It's terribly humbling. Mm-hmm. Terribly humbling. Yeah. Well, I've said you don't. You won't understand your parents till you become one. Well, it's true. Or appreciate them either, yeah. like you should. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're gonna wrap this part up for sure, and it just is so awesome to be able to have um, the three of you with me today, and and to be able to talk about. Uh, the unique way to talk about kind of off of uh, Valentine's Day, the, the, the kisses. So what's coming up this next week, Eddie? Uh, it's First Corinthians uh, 16, 13 through 14. Paul gives five commands on how to 
to live and how to deal with, with unbelievers. It's called What Will Your Verse Be? Cool. So Great. Um, well, it's uh, looking forward to every time that you speak and it's good stuff that, that you bring to us by the Father as uh, Holy Spirit's given to you and as uh, impacts uh, Crossroads family and, and, and impacts each of our individual lives. And I, I think that's just what's so unique about this podcast. I just love it because it, it gets us around the table, gets us to to be a little bit looser with just kind of, you know, conversation-wise. And uh, it's good stuff. So. And sometimes we probably say things we shouldn't, but there's no censor, <laughs> so there won't be any bleep. There won't be, it'll come out. You know what I'm saying? You may need to work on that. <laughs> it's a good thing I do have it on a software that I can edit it. So that no. <laughs> just, is that the Eddie software? Yes. <laughs> Any bleeping software. No. <laughs> no, it's great stuff. Well, Eddie, would you like to pray? Sure. Lord, thank you for my brothers here and uh, for just, just this time we've shared about your word and about our own lives. And I just thank you, Lord, how you brought us together to be family and to do life together. And Lord, I appreciate that. And I pray for everybody that hears this, Lord, as we uh, think about uh, you, uh, about the, the, the kisses that we talked about and how they're relevant to our everyday lives. So uh, just help us, Lord, to keep smooching on you we ask these things in the name of christ amen amen well guys again thank you so much for being with me and and uh, with us a lot of times it's eddie and i and not just myself but um it's great to have you guys thanks for your your involvement as leaders of crossroads community church as as our deacon crew our our leadership team and uh, we are much appreciative of your advice and and uh and your part as you have continued to to make Crossroads what it is and the awesome family that we have here. So, as we depart, we're gonna do it like a, 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 a quartet, a barbershop quartet. You ready? No, I'm not warmed up. Come on, Dustin, what are we say, to say goodbye. 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 <laughs> goodbye. See you guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You should have warned me. I could have done some exercise. These are local exercises. <laughs>